listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Week. (laughs) This show tonight is our annual Valentine for Teachers episode, and gosh, I just hope with all my heart that every second of this show will be a wonderful blessing for you. This annual show is so important to me, first of all, because I love to give to you and your students and to be of service and support to you all. And tonight's giveaways are awesome. And even way beyond that, uh, educators need and deserve Valentine-sized love and support all year round. And as my very special guest will be able to share in much more detail, uh, one study recently showed that 86% of teachers show some symptoms of being depressed And one in 10 educators show clinically significant depressive symptoms. And that's nothing to take lightly. I mean, depression is serious. It can be devastating. And if 86% plus of our nation's teachers are experiencing it, even to some extent, we have to make time and take time to uplift and support them. Uh, Teachers are a cornerstone of our society. And they are so often exhausted. You guys know you're overwhelmed with paperwork and budget cuts and and compassion fatigue among, among a million bajillion other things. And, you know, teachers are stressed beyond what's sustainable, which means it's truly a national crisis. So... With all of our On the Right Road shows, tonight is going to be an hour of what I like to say power and kindness for you. And I just pray that it will be uplifting and supportive to you in your heart and soul and that it will just provide wonderfully helpful tools and information that will empower you and your amazing work with kids. Now... I haven't done this in quite a while where I give Right Road shout outs to a big bunch of you Right Road teacher friends listening. So I thought it would be a fun and special way to start with some Valentine Week shout outs tonight. And each teacher whose name and school I share right now will receive a fun school supply grab bag if they hear their name and send me a private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page to let me know they heard it. (laughs) So here are tonight's On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. And whenever I do this, I pick names at random from all of you who let me know that you'll be listening. But know that you all, every single one of you, are always in my heart. So here are tonight's On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. We've got Sally Story from Bloomfield Elementary in Ralston, Nebraska. Melissa Winters from Badger Ridge Middle School in Verona, Wisconsin. Becky Valencia from Liberty Point International School in Pueblo, West Colorado. Denica Burnell from Griswold Middle School in Griswold, Connecticut. Francis Wells from, let me make sure I say this right, Niangua 
Elementary in Niangua, Missouri, Debbie Spear from Cool Spring Elementary in Petersburg, Virginia, Melissa Pagonis from John Paul Stevens High School in San Antonio, Texas, Shelly Van Sant from Cimarron Elementary in Palmdale, California, Jacqueline Edge from Calvary Christian School in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Kiri McCowan from Madison Elementary in Olympia, Washington, Stephanie Mano from Ira Jones Middle School in Plainfield, Illinois, and Tracy McCluskey from West Elementary in Mountain Home, Idaho. And welcome to each and every one of you listening. As always, I am so, 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 so infinity happy (laughs) that you're here with me this evening. I have got an extraordinary guest with me, whom I'll introduce you to in just a minute. Plus, I've got a whole bunch of Valentine-sized giving for you here on the show. And note, you guys, that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons because there are going to be so many. So make sure to check for those big recipient announcement posts, okay? Remember that in addition to following the simple entry guidelines to enter the giveaways that I'll share here on the show, educator recipients also need to be signed up with us as Right Road teacher friends on our website to receive Right Road gifts. Oh my gosh, that has helped us so much in reaching teachers. If we have questions about their school address or even their name, like on Facebook, so many of you use different names and then it's like, well, who is this? So please just take a sec to sign up if you haven't already done so. If you've you've already signed up on our website, you're all set. But if you haven't, just go to rightroadkids.org and click the sign up tab on the right side of the page. It literally takes just a minute and it's so helpful, you guys. And note that we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients at their schools the week of February 24th. So they should arrive by early March. So here's tonight's first terrific On the Right Road Valentine giveaway for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, for those of you who may not be familiar with On the Right Road, if you're new to us, if you're new listening tonight, I want to make sure that you all understand our code word, okay, and how things work. So tonight's code word for all the giveaways is the word Valentine. Perfect, right? Now, all you need to do is go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and have that up and ready. Instead of just waiting for the post to come through on your um, feed, your news feed, because Facebook is so jam-packed that everything doesn't always show up. So go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, have that ready. And then as I explain each of the giveaways, they'll pop right up there. Just refresh the page when I explain them and they'll pop right up. This first one isn't there yet because I haven't explained it. But then in addition to the simple entry details in the giveaway posts, also type in tonight's code word Valentine because that lets us know that you're listening and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway, a couple of weeks ago, I posted a picture of one of the old school four-color Bic pens. I love these things. And teachers, they clamored for them. It was such a fun post. I loved reading everyone's happy comments about the pens. And they just brought back so many wonderful memories for me as well. So I searched And I found a whole bunch of these teacher treasures. So for this first giveaway this evening, I have 18 packs 
of the awesome original old school Bic four color pens. And each pack includes three of the pens. So there will be 18 teacher recipients and each one will receive one of the three count Bic four color pen packs. How awesome, right? So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Actually, it's, oh, it's 510. So it should be popping up any second now. Just keep refreshing the page till it pops up. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember to type tonight's code word Valentine anywhere as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 18 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to the wonderful Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And I think you guys know that this is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, February 9th, 2020. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Now, you guys... This time in the show always brings like this extra big smile to my heart because I get to introduce you all to my wonderful guest. <laughs> and tonight I am so excited to welcome teacher Sydney Jensen. Sydney is a Georgia native and now a ninth grade English teacher at Lincoln High School in the center of America's heartland, Lincoln, Nebraska. She also serves as an instructional coach working with new and veteran teachers to provide instructional support and mentorship. And in recognition of her work in the classroom and within the educational community, Sydney was the 2019 Nebraska Teacher of the Year. She is a passionate advocate for increased mental and emotional wellness support for both students and teachers, and she recorded an extraordinary TED Talk that has over a million and a half views to date, and that's actually how I learned about her from her TED Talk. Her message and presence just totally touched my heart. It struck a chord and made me absolutely know that she was the perfect guest for tonight's very special 2020 Valentine for Teachers episode. I am just so happy to welcome Sydney Jensen to On the Right Road. I know we are all going to be so blessed by her. Welcome to On the Right Road, Sydney. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to join y'all. Oh, I'm I'm just so thankful that you're here and I I have so many questions for you. You just have such a beautiful spirit and soul and I know that you're so talented and you have so much to share. So I'm gonna dive right in and, and this is something that I actually don't know. I'm wondering how long have you actually been teaching and really what makes teaching such a love and passion in your life? Um, so I've actually, this is my seventh year teaching. Um, I haven't been in the profession uh, as long as a lot of people, but I, the thing I love about teaching is that every single day I wake up and I'm so excited to go to school. I teach the best kids in the entire world. Oh. And anytime, I, I get asked a lot, like, how did you wind up as Nebraska Teacher of the Year? And I truly think that it's just my kids. Oh. I think that. Somehow, I am so blessed to have the best kids in our building in my classroom every single year, and it makes teaching so much fun, and I go home at the end of every day, and I just feel like my heart is just so full. Well, and, and having... With them. 
right? And having that joy in your heart, you know, the kids can feel it. They can sense it. And I think that just what you, my heart is like happy just hearing you talk because so much in the whole field of education is so many people are so exhausted, understandably so, but hearing the joy, you know, I think that's such a, um, an important thing to remember that even when we are tired, even when we are exhausted, the kids can sense what's going on in our spirit. And if we Absolutely. walk into the room, right, and just and exude that joy, they're going to feel it and they're going to be so much more engaged and open to what we have to share as educators, right? So now here's something that when I heard your TED Talk, I, I just thought this was the coolest thing. Your school mascot or kind of moniker at Lincoln High School is the Lincoln Lynx. And not, not yes. Lynx like in the cat family, right? But Lynx in a chain. Right. Will you share with everyone how significant that is to you and what you do in terms of creating a linked chain in your classroom that really has a lasting effect on your students' lives? I think this is so awesome. Sure. Um, so Lincoln High is one of the oldest high schools in the state of Nebraska. Um, it has operated since the 1800s, but we've wow. been in our current location in our current building since 1915, which is incredible. Wow. So over yes. 100 years, learning has been taking place inside of those four walls, which I think is just incredible. And it was back in like the 1920s, they were trying to decide we need a school mascot. What's the mascot going to be? And they actually did an essay writing contest. And one of the students at Lincoln High at the time wrote an essay saying, we should be the Lynx. Wow. And she said, we should have four Lynx, and here's what they should stand for. And they still actually mean the same thing to things today. So our four Lynx are tradition, excellence, unity, and diversity. And for 100 years, that's those have been the pillars of our Lincoln High community. Um, we have this great tradition inside what is called a palace of learning. The building is just <sighs> so beautiful. Um, our students are highly diverse. Uh, over 40 languages are spoken by the students at Lincoln High. Wow. Um, we, have, we have so many incredible students at our school who are excellent in academics and athletics and clubs. Um, they just, they bring so much to the table in terms of that as well. And we're all unified. We're connected no matter how different we are. We're connected by this shared experience of, of being at Lincoln High and sharing that space together. And so I just, the moment that I set foot into Lincoln High to interview there, I was like, this is where I belong. These are my people. (laughs) This is my Oh, I love that. And so I started doing this, um, my first year at Lincoln High, uh, I teach ninth graders, and our school has over 2,500 students in it. And so that's really scary for a ninth grader to come in, you know, <laughs> yes. from a middle school of only maybe three or 400 to now there's more than 2,000 people, and you don't know hardly any of them, and that's just really intimidating. And so I wanted to have something that right from the very first day brought us together and was sort of a representation of that connection that we share. And so every year on the first day, I give everybody a strip of colorful paper and I ask them to write a six-word essay on it about themselves. And so the six words is just, you know, it kind of forces them to be really intentional about what they write on it. Right. The kids write the most beautiful things. I mean, first day of ninth grade, and they are profound poets. 
And so some kids write like a goal that they have or something they hope for during their four years at Lincoln High. Others write, you know, a six-word essay that really they feel like encapsulates their identity. Um, and then I walk around and I staple them all together to make like a daisy chain. And we hang it up in our classroom and it stays there. I promise them for the entire four years that they're at Lincoln High. Oh. And it's just this like symbolic reminder of how we're stronger together uh, and and we're all in it together, and it's just really beautiful. And the thing that I love the most, I think, is that I always have kids come back to my classroom years later, and they're like, that's my link. Here's what I wrote on it. And oh. so it's really special when, as a teacher, something that really matters to me, it also really matters to them. I love that's that. that's when I think, like, we're doing the thing in the classroom. Right. And oh my gosh. And what a, what a wonderful message to start the year out with and carry through the entire year that we're all part of it. You know, and one link can't be missing or the chain is going to break, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, gosh, I have so many questions for you, Sydney, about your whole experience as, as Nebraska Teacher of the Year. I mean, from everything I've seen and heard, it just sounds like it was this whirlwind kind of wonderful year for you. You know, in yeah. a nutshell, what experiences, you know, did being one of the country's Teachers of the Year bring to your life? And what did those experiences teach you and what did they mean to you? The first one is, I feel like I've walked away from this with all of these amazing, incredible new friends. Um, there's a I can only imagine. There's a representative from all 50 states, but also from territories. So, like, there's a Puerto Rico Teacher of the Year, a Department of the Defense Teacher of the Year, American Samoa. And so, like, we've built these amazing relationships with each other. And the cool thing is that you walk into that space for the first time and you meet everyone, and it's like, oh my gosh, these are all people who love what they do the same way that I do. And so it's like you've really just sort of found your place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's really incredible. And we just, you know, we, we had the opportunity to learn from each other throughout the whole year. So, so often people focus on like, oh, you got to go to the White House and you got to go to New York and you got to go to the national championship game. But the thing that we all focus on is like, wow, this was so powerful are the times when we got to learn from each other and share lessons from our classrooms. Well, what an extraordinary experience. I mean, all the way around. And, you know, and I've got to ask because there are so many amazing, deserving teachers. And I think they all, you know, would be truly interested to know all of our listeners. What was the process of becoming you know, a teacher of the year, because I just connect with so many educators daily who I'm like, that should be, that teacher needs to be recognized and that teacher, how did you go about that? You know, were you nominated or what's the process? So every state is different. Um, In Nebraska, you get nominated. And so I was actually nominated by one of my colleagues. Wow. Um, From there, they they do this thing where they send you the nomination and you get to read this, like, amazing thing that someone has written about you. And honestly, like, that was enough, (laughs) you know. Yes. Reading that and hearing that, you know, someone else that I work alongside thought so highly of me to nominate me for such a big honor, I was just so touched. Um, And then from there, to accept the nomination, you write some essays just, there are different questions, you know, what do you believe about the way that students learn? What do you believe is important about teaching, critical issues in education, technology in education, all of these things. And honestly, like, I submitted the essays, and I was like, that was such a great use of time. 
I, I really valued just the reflection yes. in writing those. And I was like, this is so incredible. I can't believe that this colleague gifted me with this. <laughs> like, this is so great. And then I found out that I was chosen as like a semifinalist. Um, and, you know, there's, you, you submit a video of yourself teaching. They talk to your principal, your superintendent, all these other people. And they decide who is going to be called in for um, a finalist interview. And you interview with a table of these just like, to me, they were like educational heroes in Nebraska. <laughs> you know, the the 2008 teacher of the year from Nebraska, Maddie Fennell, and she's just incredible. Um, this man, Thomas Christie, who has worked in Lincoln Public Schools for decades and just has so many amazing stories to tell. And so it was actually a really intimidating table to sit at. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I just talked about my kids and how much I, I love working with them and getting to be a part of their lives. And then the next thing I knew, they were busted in my classroom with news cameras. And wow. that's sort of when everything started. You know, just as you've been talking, I'm like, I think that local news stations and local school districts should do, should honor teachers in this way all the time. You know, it, there needs to be that recognition for so many more. And, and oh, my gosh, Sydney, I hope I'm not taking one iota away from the 50 amazing oh, teachers no. every year that are honored. You know what I'm saying? But don't I mean, I just feel like so many teachers need to have that kind of experience where even getting to read a letter that so, so that somebody else wrote about I them, you know, so. So write letters, everybody, about every uh, all these wonderful things and send them to the principals, send them to the school districts because yes. to be honored. So, sit, oh my gosh, so I got to plow through here, Sydney, or we're never going to get to everything. I've got so many questions. Oh, I sure. really, I was really going to say, one of the big things is that now, after this, I have been nominating all of my colleagues for things left <laughs> and right because I want them to feel that same level of appreciation. Right? Um, yeah, I, oh so my cool. gosh, we've got to start a whole the more national we hype camp. each other up as teachers, the better. Right. Oh, I love, we are so on the same page. Okay, so now let's get into some of the nitty gritty here. I really want to pick your brain. I mean, there are just so many challenges in education for students, parents, administrators, and of course for teachers. I'd love to know what's your overall take on kind of where education is right now for students and teachers? Well, you know, we're experiencing this, like, this national teacher shortage. Um, I think that one of the big things is that teachers have gotten sort of a bad rap in the past couple of years where I think that people see teachers as um, cogs in, like, a political wheel. Um, and, you know, we always hear bad news when when something terrible happens at a school and there's not enough press about all the wonderful things that teachers are doing from right? you know sponsoring amazing trip experiences for kids to have this like global learning experience all the way to providing food and clothing and just you know love to kids exactly. who are in desperate need of that and i just think like we we really need sort of good PR for what a fantastic profession this is. You know, people always hear about, like, oh, teachers don't get paid well enough, um, but we don't hear about all the reasons that you should be a teacher. Um, and we especially need more teachers who are male and more teachers of color because it's so important for 
all of our diverse students to be able to see themselves represented in this profession so that then they will, will have that spark to want to grow up and be a teacher as well. I totally agree. I, you know, and, and I don't think it's just indicative of education. It's like any time you turn on the news now, it's all the bad stuff. And it has been for years mm-hmm. and years and years. I think we, we, it's not even a question of, gee, that would be nice. We have to shift this in exactly. education of, of the perspective and what we're looking at. Because if you spend 99% of your time looking at the junk, well, that's what's mm-hmm. going to start festering and everything. We've got to look at the greatness, and there's a whole lot of greatness going on. So in all of your experience, Sydney, as, as a teacher and as a, an instructional coach, and I know you said you've, quote, only been teaching for seven years, but that's a lot. I mean, the, what what you glean in, in even one year is incredible. So what do you feel is the key and this is a big question, but what do you feel is the key in today's world to reaching kids and helping them truly succeed in the world as it is today? Well, you know, I think it's really true what they say, that, like, you can't learn from people who you don't know care about you. And right. so, to me, when I reflect on, you know, my time as a student in a classroom, the teachers that I learned from were the ones that I truly in my, in my soul knew that they really cared about me as a human being. Um, you know, they knew, they knew about my sporting events later that night. They knew what was going on with my family. They knew about my home life. And they didn't lead every day with, take out your pencil, let's get to it. They led every day with, how are you doing? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> and so I think that those little moments of building that, re- that compassionate relationship with students that is what sort of breaks it, breaks down some of those barriers where especially when a student isn't super confident as a as a scholar they don't walk into school and feel like this was made for me right when we well, and- communicate that care for them that's going to break that down a little bit so that then we can get to that that space where we're able to make them feel like school is for them well, and that's what supersedes technology by a million fold. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, technology can be awesome. I mean, it, it allows us to have this radio show on the air globally. So nothing against technology, but when technology, again, that 99% rule becomes 99% of all of our lives in, in how we communicate, it yeah. is a disservice all the way around because you cannot look in the kid's eyes when you ask them only to email you. You know, it's that person. I totally agree. It's that personal connection. And we need to get back to that hugely in order to address some of these things that are happening. Something is going down a wrong path, and I feel like it has to do with the impersonalness of of technology. And, you know, related to all this, Sydney, something that I saw that you do, I think it was on your website, you said that you video video yourself to get, like, self-reflection and really see how you're uh, presenting yourself to your students. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great idea because you can feel you're doing it one way, but then to look back and go, oh, I didn't mean to approach it that way. I- mm-hmm. Is that why you do that? Yes, um, that's part of why. The other thing is, you know, the the standard structure of teacher appraisal is that, you know, your principal or some other administrator comes in maybe once a semester, maybe once a year, and they watch you teach for one class period, right? And you know they're coming in, and of course we all, in some in some ways, we're putting on a show. We, uh, for me, I want to show off all the cool things my kids are doing, <laughs> and so I cram so much into that one class period because it's like, no, you have to see how we're 
so good at this and we're so great at that. Right. Um, and so it turns into something that's not like 100% authentic yes. in terms of representing what my classroom looks like every single day. And so then what that does is in the feedback I get, it's like, oh, well, that's not actually, uh. <laughs> but when I video myself consistently, you know, if I video every class period that day or I do it three times in one week, eventually I forget the cameras there and I'm not, right. I'm not putting on any sort of show and it's really the authentic representation of me in my classroom. And it's really cool because I can see what's happening when I'm not looking. Yes. You know, sometimes I watch it back for, for me, what am I doing? But other times I watch it back to see what are my kids doing when I'm not standing there, when I'm not listening. And the great news is that often it's something really awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, oh, what man, I had no idea they were having this cool conversation about what we're reading because I was on the other end of the room talking to someone else. And so... Um, you know, you find little things that you're like, oh, I wish I would have done that differently or next time I'll do it this way. But you also, I think it, it really builds up that confidence of like, no, I am doing it. I am doing it. And, and it's resonating and kids are feeling it too. And so I think video is, in a lot of ways, I, I hope it's the future of teacher appraisal. What a great Instead tip. of it being... Yeah, like, instead of it being, you know, somebody walks into my room to watch me teach, I immediately break out in a sweat. <laughs> like, I'm just Well, so yeah, you're being judged, exactly. Right. Well, let's, Sydney, I have so many more questions for you, and I really want to sure. dive into, you know, one of the aspects of education that you're passionate about, and that's teachers' mental health and emotional wellness. Yeah. Uh, but first, I have another awesome giveaway for all of you listeners. <laughs> and this one is open to all educators in the U.S., of course, listening to On the Right Road right now. I have five six-count post-it easel pad gift sets. Each set, or I should say carton, comes with six of the jumbo post-it pads and is valued at almost 200 bucks. Total teacher treasure items, right? Plus... I have four $50 Amazon gift cards, so there will be nine teacher recipients, and each will receive one of the six-count Post-it easel pad gift sets or a $50 Amazon gift card. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type tonight's code word Valentine as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway. And this one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the nine recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And great big thank Thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her awesome A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this fantastic giveaway possible. So, Sydney, okay, I'm diving back in here. Yeah. So how do you think, it's, it really feels like you have the pulse on a lot of reality of education. How do you, you know, how do you think the whole concept of teaching has changed over recent years. You know, how has the landscape of teaching changed in general? And I guess why I'm asking this, you know, the crux of why I'm asking it is, you know, what can teachers who've been teaching 10, 20, 30 years do to keep up with all the change? Sure. Um, I think one of the big changes is with, you know, the introduction of technology um, into our general society is that 
so many of the jobs that our students will someday have are going to involve technology. Yes. They're not, you know, they're not standing on the line in a factory doing the same motion over and over as a career. Instead, they're going to need to have jobs that, that computers can't do. <laughs> and so those are things like critical thinking and problem solving, um, building relationships with other people. And so those are the essential skills that we have to be embedding within our curriculum in our classroom. Yes. And to be able to teach those things we have to be modeling them and really having true conversations with our with our students. Through those conversations, we get to know them on a level that I think is exponential compared to teachers 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. Right. And when we know our students the way that that forces us to know them, we also know all of the really challenging things that they bring with them to school every day that otherwise we may not be aware of. Things like, um, you know, homelessness, uh, family turmoil, whether it's incarceration, uh, emotional abuse, neglect, physical abuse, all of those things. Um, and so when we go home at night, you know, the weight of all of that yes. is far heavier than the weight of our bag of papers we need to grade. Yes. Um, that's what the that's compassion really, fatigue is. Yes. That's what really, um, I think, has, has brought new challenges to our career yes. as teachers. And so things that we can be doing is that, first of all, I think we just have to support one another. Um, I don't know about you. I think back to, like, my first couple of years teaching, and I really did it with the door shut. <laughs> and so much of my own anxiety was because I had no idea what was going on in other people's classrooms. Yeah. And I thought I was the only one struggling. And so the more we open our doors and we make teaching something that we do socially and do together and, like, we're all a part of a team, I think that is building that capacity in ourselves to be able to have those conversations with our colleagues to share that weight. Um, and that's going to be a real game changer for teachers. I completely agree and because everybody themselves comes with such a, a background, a different background, and things are changing mm-hmm. exponentially every year. And and it, if you do have that closed door all the time, and sometimes you do want the door closed, you just got to be in your own little classroom world. But I completely agree that, you know, we've got some teachers that have been teaching 35 years. We've got some that are fresh teachers. And everybody's, with all the change, we've got to come together and join together. Oh, my gosh, this is... So spot on. I love this. Now, you're such an advocate for this, for not only students receiving emotional and, you know, mental well-being support, but also educators receiving that support, too, from each other, like you just mentioned. Um, but also, I, I, I think that you're really passionate about it from the societal perspective. I remember mm-hmm. in your TED Talk, you know, you shared that police receive that kind of support, which is wonderful, but not teachers. And in today's world, there's, like you said, there's all this trauma you know, in kids' lives and therefore in teaching. So what else can teachers do to get that support that they need um, from from the world, from society, so that they don't get burned out? Sure. Well, here in the United States, um, there's a bill. It's H.R. 2544, the Teacher Health and Wellness Act. Okay. Um, it's actually been sitting stagnant in Congress since 2017. It was introduced with the intention that it would just provide financing to do more research on compassion fatigue and the secondary trauma that teachers 
um, sustain from working with students from trauma uh, on a consistent basis. The problem is it's just sitting there, and so that research hasn't yet been done. And so if we can be calling our representatives to say, please, please, please support HR 2544 so that that research can be completed, so that the Department of Ed and the federal government as a whole really recognizes what an issue this is for our profession and for the future of public education, because really what it's going to take, in my opinion, is dollars. We have to be able to support large districts, but especially small districts, and being able to fund mental health professionals on staff, not only for students, but also for teachers. And right now we have a severe shortage across the board for both. Amen. I mean, people really need to understand the toll that compassion fatigue takes on educators. And I, you know, I've, I've said this for a long time. I feel like uh, community members need to go into a classroom for a week and have responsibility of teaching and realize, <laughs> you know, they'd go, oh my gosh, light bulb moment, mm-hmm. you know, holy cow. You know, there's no, I don't think, you know, and this is a general, general statement, but I don't think across the board people really understand what it takes. So, so in addition to that, Sydney, what you just shared, which is yay, are there specific examples of things that you feel right now today, like when teachers go back to school tomorrow, that schools and school districts can be doing to support their educators? you know, their educators' mental health and well-being. We don't have the money right now. This study isn't finished mm-hmm. right now. Are there, you know, are there two or three things that, that teachers can advocate for right within their own school community starting tomorrow? Absolutely. So one thing we're actually doing at Lincoln High um, is we've started a wellness group that meets during the lunch hour. Um, so all we have three lunches at Lincoln High, and so there's one for each lunch. And it's really a mindfulness group. And so we have someone in our building um, who runs it. And so you go to a designated space and do meditation, um, have conversations, uh, just to talk. Like it's a space to talk about all of the things that are weighing heavy on your soul. And I think that's a really awesome option that any school can do that. But other things that I've seen people do and that we've done at Lincoln High is partnering with people in the community who see the value of educators and want to give back to the teachers. Uh, We've had yoga teachers come in um, and teach free yoga classes to our staff members after school and before school. Um, There's another school in Lincoln that they sponsor walks around the neighborhood during lunch, like grab a partner, walk around the neighborhood, and talk about everything going on in your classroom, in your life, throughout lunch or throughout a plan period. And if you do, you get to wear jeans that day. You know, like there's little things just to facilitate that connection between people in the building. Because the more isolated we feel as teachers, I think the less likely we are to stay. Well, so that's the homework for tonight for everybody listening is to think of one thing that you can do starting tomorrow. It can be tiny, it can be little, but that little thing, like all the examples Sydney just shared, can impact you personally and your teaching team and everyone in the school in a tremendous way. I just feel like sometimes we feel like we're stuck in the muck, but if you just take mm-hmm. one step out and start doing something constructive, I think it, it can build a snowball of the positivity. I love that. Thank you so much for for just, it sounds like your school really is on a path to providing 
so many wonderful things, and I'm so glad that we've We're trying been really a- hard. Right? Well, so this time is just zoomed by here. I wish we had another three hours to talk, but is there any final message you'd like to share today with all of the wonderful Right Road friends listening? I just want to say I just feel like it's such serendipity that I landed on the Valentine's for Teachers Day because I think it's a great opportunity as we talk about, you know, care for teachers and self-care for teachers. It's a great opportunity to then turn around and sort of think about, like, what can my Valentine be to my colleagues when I, when I go back to school tomorrow? Um, one thing that I have in my classroom is I call it a rainy day folder, and I put all the nice notes I've ever received from my kids, from their parents and family members, uh, and from colleagues. And I put them all in this folder. And whenever I'm having that, that rainy day, that day where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Right. Or, like, I, I screwed everything up in my classroom. What am I going to do? Like, I made this huge mistake. I pull that folder out to remind myself of how blessed I am that I get to be a teacher. Uh, and get to impact so many lives through my work. Um, And so I think that that's so important for every single teacher to have to remind themselves on their hardest days how great they are at what they do. But that takes people writing those kind notes to each other. And so that's something that we can also be doing tomorrow, just to spread that love to all of our teacher friends who need it. Well, and, and, you know, think of the teachers and the the staff people at at a school who maybe are stuck in the muck, maybe who Mm -hmm. are walking around being super grumpy. Maybe start with those teachers and those educator friends because maybe your note to them will change that life and bring that light to life. And that will, in turn, impact the school, you know? Yeah, you never run out of warm fuzzies to give to people. Right? And it can just be, you know, a a couple of sentences that they're not expecting in a little note card or something. I love that. So, oh my gosh, Sydney, I I feel like I've made a new lifelong friend here. Thank you so much for being (laughs) with us. I I mean, really, you you are something special. You're welcome. And and I really want to make sure to mention that if you would like Sydney to speak at your district or your event, she just recently, at the end of last year, um, started her own website. You can connect with her at sydney-jensen.com. That's S-Y-D-N-E-Y-J-E-N-S-E-N.com. Um, and she's got her TED Talk on there and just how you can connect with her. And I really encourage you to do so because as you can see from everything she shared tonight, she is a light in education. And I feel she'd be a blessing to any district to help get this kindness and mental and emotional health really on track for your district. And of course, I as I always want to make sure to do, I want to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars for Sunday, March 15th. That's our next Live on the Right Road show date, and it's going to be another wonderful show to uplift you. And, you guys, I have a wonderful bonus gift opportunity tonight. 
Today is one of the couple of times each year that I do this extra special thing to share a special blessing and gift opportunity with as many of you as possible while also, quote, giving back to our amazing Right Road Angel sponsor, Mo Anderson. As I think many of you know, Mo has written a life-changing book called A Joy-Filled Life. It's a book that words cannot express how life-changing it's been in my life personally and to Right Road in general. Like I said, I, I only do this a couple of times each year. Mo doesn't know when I do it, nor does she ask me to do it. But today is one of those days. It's perfect as Valentine's Day is right around the corner and as this is our annual Valentine for Teachers on the Right Road show. So here's the scoop, you guys. Take a look at the Mo Anderson's A Joy-Filled Life book purchasing post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page that I posted earlier today. I posted it this morning. And here's the, the scoop. Every educator, every U.S. educator to purchase Mo's book today, February 9th, 2020, will receive a free $30 school supply gift pack from Right Road for each copy of the book they purchase via Kindle or paperback. So if you purchase three copies, for example, you'll receive three school supply gift packs. And the Kindle version is only $7.99. And in some parts of the country right now, there's a $5 off Kindle promotion that you can take advantage of. So that's like three bucks. The book is amazing. It's a beautiful Valentine or anytime gift for your educator friends or for anyone. Giving it is very special. Just an amazing way to share kindness. And the details are all right there in the post. Just scroll down a few posts on our Right Road Kids Facebook page to find the one with the picture of Mo Anderson's A Joy-Filled Life book. Plus, I'm also going to draw five names at random from all of those who purchased Mo's book today and let me know that they did. Again, check out the post for the easy details. And each of the five will receive an awesome $500 retail value Nair school supply gift pack in addition to their $30 school supply gift pack or packs, okay? I just really want to make sure you have this amazing book resource to uplift and inspire you while also receiving some extra supplies to support your students in classroom. This whole opportunity will be open until 12 midnight tonight, Pacific time, Sunday, February 9th, and we'll announce the five $500 retail value near school supply gift pack recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this Wednesday afternoon. Huge thanks to our angel sponsor, Mo Anderson, on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joyful Life book for helping to make this just amazing gifting possible. And like I always like to do, you guys, I have a few nuggets from my heart that I'd like to share with you. They're kind of Valentine related that you can take with you into the week and into the rest of the school year. My first nugget is actually a challenge and it relates so perfectly to to what Sydney shared tonight. It's what I call a gift card challenge. And I know from experience that it can make such a special difference for teachers and within a whole school community. If you're on a school board, if you're the superintendent, if you're a principal, Even just once a month, visit a different school in your district, or if you're a principal as a surprise at a staff meeting, arm yourself with a few or more gift cards paid for out of your own pocket so that the gifting experience truly is from your heart. 
you know, Starbucks, Target, Amazon, whatever you're led to share. They can even just be $5 cards. And and they can even just be given to a handful of, of different teachers each time. You don't need to break, the, break your bank. <laughs> but the impact of you bringing them to a school and personally giving them to teachers will go so far. Tell the staff and show them how much you care about them and their dedication to their jobs and to their students. I have just heard so many teachers say that their school board or any from anyone from their district literally never even comes to their school to see the reality of what's going on, good and bad. I hear so often that, you know, administration or the higher-ups, and I, I'm really not trying to put anybody down here, but I hear this so often that they only tend to stop by in times of crisis. And, you know, in the busyness of our daily life, you know, never taking a moment to really see and listen to the kids and teachers. And if given from the heart, this gift card challenge will start bringing sunshine and a feeling of appreciation to your school community from day one in a way that's incredibly special. I truly believe that the way to creating a giving, kindness-filled environment is by starting with you personally. No finger-pointing. That kind of top-down, trickle-down theory is real. Action speaks so loudly. And these kind of gifts given from the heart to support your educators will speak volumes. I just, I, I just feel that so strongly, and I've seen the effect of it. Nugget number two, be a Valentine giver. And surround yourself with Valentine givers all year round. You know, life is just too short to live any other way. And I don't mean that we have to all go give specifically Valentine cards all year round. (laughs) To me, being a Valentine giver is someone who wants to and does share kindness at every turn that they can every day. Um, In my Right Road email yesterday, I shared an example of what I went through this past week, getting my new, quote, real ID driver's license with no Valentine givers to be found. It was a cold, impersonal process that it just made my heart sad. And of course, I got my new license. Everything's taken care of. But the impersonal technology-based process with no personal human connection made my heart ache. It still does. And... Then there's my mom, and I hemmed and hawed about sharing this. I think she might be listening tonight, so I hope it's okay that I am, because I want to be respectful of her and her timing to share it with the world, but I think she will really appreciate the love and prayers you send her way. She was just diagnosed with stage four cancer a month ago. And in the middle of, she's in the middle of all the treatments, and it's going well, which we are so thankful for. And part of the reason it's going well is because of her amazing Valentine spirit, and also because of the Valentine spirit of the tribe around her. Every doctor, every technician, every nurse who is helping her is a Valentine giver. (laughs) She and I actually talked about this yesterday, and it's making all the difference in the world in her life. Uh, There was one doctor whom right away she didn't feel that connection with. She didn't feel that that person, and not to cut anybody down, but she didn't feel the Valentine giving spirit. And, and her situation, you know, it's literally life or death. So she made the decision right away to find another doctor for that particular aspect of things. She had to be strong and focused on that Valentine spirit. And she knows everyone in her helping tribe needs to have that spirit as well. It's uplifting her, making the healing process that much more possible. And I think 
you know, while as teachers, as givers, we want to help everyone always, right? But we also need to make sure that our buckets are full so that we can be strong and continue to be Valentine givers. So we must surround ourselves with other Valentine givers. And sometimes that means making a decision to change doctors or in my mom's, you know, in my mom's case, or it might mean changing jobs or locations. And that's okay. We have to live like it's Valentine's Day all year round. As the years go by in my life, it becomes clearer and clearer that that's what life's all about. So be one, a Valentine giver in life and surround yourself with people who are Valentine givers. And through that, the goodness and support will continue to grow and spread in your life and in your family, in your classroom, in your school, and in your whole community. And speaking of kindness and giving, I have one more very special On the Right Road giveaway for you all this evening. Uh, Like I know I tend to say so often, I wish I could give all of you supplies every week to be of support to you, your students, in your classrooms. But just know that there is not a waking hour when I am not thinking about what more I can do to be of support to you. So this giveaway number three tonight, first of all, remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, make sure to read the whole announcement post so you know how to respond if you're a recipient, okay? So this giveaway number three tonight, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 12 Exacto Sharp X electric pencil sharpeners. They're like teacher gold, right? So there will be 12 recipients, and each will receive one of the awesome Exacto electric pencil sharpeners. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word Valentine as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entries, okay? This one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Mountains of thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful and joy-filled life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And I just noticed this one's going to be posted right at 556, and it's 555 right now at Pacific time. So just in one minute, just refresh your page, and it'll be right up there for you, Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just hope this hour has filled your heart and soul with kindness, that you feel uplifted, that it's blessed you in some way, and that you can take those blessings into your school, you know, tomorrow, in the week, in the rest of the school year to come into your life of education and just shower the rest of your teaching community with it so that we all feel, that you all feel this uplifting and support. Once again, tons of thanks tonight to my amazing guest, Sydney Jensen, for being here on the right road with me this evening. Huge thanks, as always, to Marcy for her always extraordinary behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my amazing engineers, Aaron and Andrew and the Whole Voice America team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Mountains of blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And in case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with family and friends, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. 
And I think this is an awesome episode to share with your entire school community. And as I've been doing, what I think I'll do is I'll post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here in case you missed any part of it, like the details on how to take advantage of that uh, A Joy-Filled Life book purchase school supply gift pack opportunity, or if you'd just like to share it in general. And watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening live now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun next weekend. Remember that the next live on the Right Road Show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, March 15th. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. And I, as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, March 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your kids Valentine's Day love, kindness, and support all year round. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.